This morning, if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 15 and verse 16. Hebrews 13, verses 15 and 16. And this morning, I just want us to reflect on the theme of thankfulness and praise. And this portion of the book of Hebrews comes toward the very end of the letter and comes really uh, as the writer is giving his closing benedictions, his closing encouragements, his closing words of exhortation. And he reminds the Christians that he's writing to that we have a tremendous privilege before our God to be worshipers and to give to God that which is pleasing to him. And that is our praise, our praise. And and he couches it in terms of a sacrifice, that the sacrifice, the offering that we can bring to the Lord, that is a sweet-smelling aroma to him that brings pleasing to him, is our praise. And so the writer of Hebrews tells us in verse 15, He says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Let's bow in prayer together. Our Father, we thank you that for these next few moments this morning, we have the privilege of reading your word, of thinking on what it is teaching us today, and or being reminded of the fact that as redeemed children of God, that we are called to give you praise and glory. And what a privilege that is. What an honor to, as redeemed people, as now children of God, adopted into your holy family, that we have the honor to come and to worship you, to declare how great and mighty you are. So, Father, teach us to praise you. And may we do so with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. I was intrigued by the way that the writer of Hebrews calls us to worship and praise God. In verse 15, he says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. And I thought about that phrase, that little phrase. It would be easy to quickly read over it. Through Jesus. Through Jesus. And I think in a way what the writer of Hebrews is doing with that short phrase is he is drawing everything that he has said about Jesus Christ into this closing exhortation. And if you read through the book of Hebrews, Jesus Christ, his person, his finished work on the cross, it is the central theme of the book of Hebrews. And so in the end of his letter, he says, now in light of all of that, in light of everything that Jesus has done for us through Jesus, we can come and offer a sacrifice of praise. And I thought about all of the prepositions that he could have used because of Jesus, for Jesus, 
And all of those would be true, right? Because of Jesus, because of his redeeming work, because he's called us to God and saved us, now we can be called the children of God. Because of Jesus, we can praise God. For Jesus would be an appropriate preposition. Because Jesus is worthy of praise, isn't he? All that he's done, all that he's accomplished for us in fulfilling the will of the Father and laying down his life for us and offering us a new and better covenant, the writer of Hebrews teaches us. We could say, for Jesus, we offer a sacrifice of praise to God. All those would be appropriate and true in light of what he has said in the book of Hebrews. But I think it's interesting that he uses the word through because it communicates, I think, an aspect of Jesus' work for us that enables us to come to God and offer that sacrifice. And that is that Jesus is our mediator. He is our mediator. And so this passage is teaching us about our mediator of praise. And that is Jesus Christ. You read through the book of Hebrews and sacrificial language, uh, the language of Old Testament animal sacrifices runs through the whole book of Hebrews. And what were these Old Testament sacrifices? They were uh, for different purposes. One might be as a sin offering, uh, perhaps a guilt offering, an atonement for sin. Uh, Some of the offerings were uh, free will, thanksgiving offerings uh, given to God just just in honor and praise of God for, for who he was or what he had done. But in the Old Testament, all of those offerings, all of those animal sacrifices that were brought for whatever reason, whether it be for atonement or for a free will thank offering, for whatever reason, all of those sacrifices went through a priest, didn't they? They went through a priest. So you would bring the animal to the priest and the priest at the tabernacle or later the temple, the priest would kill, slaughter that animal, would take its blood, and then would apply that blood to the altar. And therefore, making atonement for your sins or, or bringing thanksgiving to God. It was always through a mediator, wasn't it? It was through a priest. But the writer of Hebrews is reminding us that Jesus is better than the whole Old Testament economy. He's better than Moses, the lawgiver. He's better than David, the righteous king, the man after God's own heart. He is a higher king than David. He is a higher lawgiver and prophet than Moses. And he reminds us in Hebrews that he is a higher priest than Aaron and his sons. So Aaron and his sons, they were the priests of Israel. And to them was entrusted this role of mediatorship of a go-between between God and man. And they would offer these sacrifices as mediators for the people. But Jesus is better than Aaron, isn't he? Jesus is better than Aaron. His priesthood replaces the priesthood of Aaron. His sacrifice on the cross of Calvary is a once for all finished, completed sacrifice that fulfills, brings to completion, and then replaces all of those animal sacrifices of the Old Testament. So now, through Jesus Christ, we come and bring an offering. He is our mediator. And the offering that we bring, notice, is not an offering of a lamb 
or a bull slaughtered and then its blood sprinkled on the altar. No, the sacrifice that we bring is one of the praise of our lips. Or even as Paul would put it in Romans 12, our bodies as a living sacrifice to God. Our whole lives lived in praise to God. And so we're reminded that this privilege of coming to God in the presence of God, in the Holy of Holies, if you will, of coming into that presence of God with the veil torn and opened up to us this way of access, that is because of our mediator, Jesus Christ. There is one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus, Paul tells us in 1 Timothy. And so the mediator of our praise is Jesus Christ. We also see in this passage of scripture, the endurance of our praise, because the writer of Hebrews says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Continually. And you might look at that word continually in different ways. One might be the idea of repetition, and I think that's included here as well. But also the idea of perseverance or endurance for all time. Continually offer to God the sacrifice of our praise. And what the writer of Hebrews is reminding us of here is that our lives as God's people, as those redeemed by Christ, coming to God through Christ, that our lives are to be about our lives are to be characterized by worship, by the praise and worship of God. This morning in our Sunday school class, in our teen class, the theme was worship. And we were talking about different ways that we can worship God. And we talked about many different things. We talked about the formal practices of worship, such that we do in a church service, such as singing or praying or reading or listening to the scriptures. Those are formal acts of worship, but really there are elements of our lives that every aspect of our lives can be for worship, can be for praise. Uh, One of the young people mentioned uh, Corinthians where it says, uh, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Your work can be for the glory of God. Your, uh, Your friendships, your marriage, your relationship with your children, your activities that you do as hobbies, anything that is right and moral and good can be used as an activity of worship to God, giving thanks to the Father through Jesus Christ. Continually, our mindset should be that of praise. And then through all eternity, we're going to be praising God, aren't we? We're going to be praising God for all of eternity. And if we ever have the thought, that sounds boring. Just worshiping God and doing the same thing over and over and over again for all of eternity, we have no concept of what it means to really worship God. We can't even begin to comprehend what it is going to be like in a new heavens and a new earth, in glorified bodies, in renewed minds, no sin, no distractions, but pure and complete love and joy and worship and praise before God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We can't even begin to imagine what that is like. We will not get bored. I promise you. I can't answer every question about the future. 
sometimes my kids will ask me, do you think we'll have this in heaven? Or do you think that you know, this will be like this way in, in heaven or in the new heavens and new earth? And a lot of those questions I can't answer. But I can guarantee you, you won't be bored in eternity. You'll be full of joy and love and fulfillment. It will be the perfect life for all of eternity in the presence of God, for the glory of God. And even now, before we reach that point of glory, our lives are to be about praise with God as our reference point. And then the writer of Hebrews also reminds us in this passage that our praise should be a willing praise. The willingness of our praise. He says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God. Let us offer. It is, uh, it is the activity of a free will offering. Not one in which we are compelled to bring it or we have to bring it in order to make atonement for our sins. No, atonement has already been made for our sins, hasn't it? So this is not an offering in which we have to bring it in order to be made right with God. We are already made right with God through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But the perpetual praise on our lips is a willing sacrifice to God. One that arises from a sense of thankfulness, a sense of joy, uh, a sense of hope and faith for what God will bring to us in the future That is a willingness to offer God our praise. It is the reflection of a transformed heart. It's interesting that one of the things that you read in the scriptures in the New Testament, one of the qualities that marks out a child of God, someone who has been truly transformed by the grace of the Holy Spirit, is a spirit of thankfulness. Remember that story in the Gospel of Luke in which Jesus heals 10 lepers and they go and they leave, but one of them comes back, doesn't he? One of them comes back. He didn't have to, the other nine didn't, but one of them comes back and thanks Jesus for the healing of his body. That is a reflection of a transformed heart a heart that has been changed by the grace of God and thankfulness flows out of that transformed heart. It is a willing praise. And he tells us in this passage too that it is a declaration of our praise. Lips that openly profess his name. Loudly lifting up with all of our voice how great God is. Let me ask us a soul-searching question for a moment. Are we ever ashamed to tell people that we are Christians? Are we ever ashamed to let people know that we believe in God, that we believe in His Son, Jesus Christ? I hope that we're not. Now, there is growing, increasing pressure in our society to want to make us feel that we should be ashamed of that. But let us have the same mindset of that, of the Apostle Paul, who said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, 
Let us not be ashamed. And what the writer of Hebrews is encouraging us to do here is to not be ashamed, but with open lips, with open mouths, to declare boldly, not not in a whisper, but to let people know, to let others know that God is worthy of honor and glory and power and majesty because he's our creator, he's our redeemer. This Thanksgiving season, don't just give thanks, give thanks to God. Don't just be thankful, but express praise specifically to Jesus Christ for what he's done for you. Remember from where all good gifts come. As the writer of James reminds us, every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of heavenly lights, in whom is no variableness or shadow of turning. He is faithful. That is where good gifts come. And so let us openly declare, openly profess our praise, not just with our minds, our attitudes, but verbally. Let people know. And let me just encourage you with this. As you sing, declare the praise of God. It doesn't matter if your tune or pitch is a little bit off. That's okay. God's the one who made your voice. He's the one who made your vocal cords, your ears that hear the pitches. He made you who you are. And with everything that you are, lift up praise to him. Vocally, declare it. And then in verse number 16, he reminds us that our praise should also be manifest not only in our words, but in our practices as well. The practice of our praise. He says in verse number 16, and do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Again, it's interesting the language that he uses there. He uses the language of sacrifice. He says, with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Not only the sacrifice of our lips of declaring praise, but he says also the sacrifice of doing good and sharing with others is pleasing to God. So, in other words, we can praise God with our lips, and we should and ought to, but we can also praise God with our practices, with our lives, by showing love for one another and and giving and sharing with those who may be in need around us. And that brings honor and glory to God as well. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Jesus says, let your works, let your good works shine before others so that they may see those good works and glorify your father in heaven. Let your light shine. And it ultimately brings glory to our father in heaven. I'm reminded of Acts chapter six, where in that passage of scripture, there are widows in the church in Jerusalem whose needs are not being taken care of. And so they come up with a solution and they they appoint servants, deacons, to make sure that all of the widow's needs are being taken care of. And so they're caring for others. They're sharing with those who are in need. 
And the way that passage ends is striking because it says that many, many priests believed and came to the faith. In other words, Jewish priests, priests that at first were not acknowledging that Jesus was their Messiah, they saw what was happening with the church and the way that people's needs were being taken care of within the church. And they were moved by the expression of love and of grace that was flowing through them. And those priests were drawn to Christ through those actions of love. The practice of our praise. And so through Jesus Christ, through our mediator, let us offer to God the praise that is rightfully due him. He is worthy, isn't he? He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our thanksgiving. He is worthy of our whole lives, of a continual sacrifice of praise. And because of Jesus Christ, we don't have to bring an animal. We don't have to come through that system anymore. Now we come to the presence of God through the once for all finished sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And through him, we praise our God. Through him and through the grace that he has done for us, we share and bless others. And in all of that, it is intended for God to get the glory. And so may we, as his people, declare and offer to God these sacrifices of praise. And may they be well-pleasing to him. Let's bow in prayer together. Our Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus. We thank you that because of his sacrifice, that there is no longer a need for any more sacrifices. We're thankful that because of Jesus, we have life. Because of Jesus, we are reconciled to you and now live in a relationship of peace and friendship and love with you, our creator. Because of Jesus, a way, a new and living way has been opened up to us to come into your presence with joy and with thanksgiving. Father, we thank you for what Jesus has done for us. Now, Lord, as you continue to shape us, as you continue to transform our hearts and mold us into the image of Christ, may we more and more develop from our hearts a, a love for you and a desire to express our gratitude and praise to you. May that be one of the signs, one of the fruits that is displayed in us as your spirit does his work, that we would be a thankful and praising people. Not just this week, but continually at all times, may words of praise be on our mouths. And so, Lord, give us boldness to openly declare your praises and give us help and grace to share with others and do good for others. And through those things as well, to bring praise and honor to you. Lord, we just want to give you thanks for being the giver of good gifts that you are, for being the God of grace. And so, Lord, receive all the praise and all the glory that you deserve. And we pray this in the name of Christ. Amen.